Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast. Uh, This is episode 89, and I kind of took a break over the summer because it was kind of busy, but... We're going to start getting back into the weekly episodes here. So many of you probably already started school back up again, and some of you probably just school year round. Um, we certainly don't stop learning over the summer, but personally, I really like waiting until about now <laughs> to get back into the routine. And actually, even after Labor Day is nice too. But if you haven't started your homeschool yet, no worries. I'm there with you. Anyway, so maybe you have started, maybe everything is going well so far, and that is great, but you know, sometimes after a while, homeschooling can start to fall apart a little, maybe you plan too much, Uh, I think we all do that, Um, and maybe sometimes it gets a little boring or whatever, but on today's podcast, what I wanted to talk to you about was how to teach your kids so they're excited to learn. And just how to be a better teacher. Now, um, this is also going to be great information for you, too, if you teach in a co-op as well. This is also going to be kind of like a two-part podcast so that I don't make this podcast way too long. Um, And so on this podcast, I'm going to be covering more how to teach your kids. And then on the next one, we'll go a little deeper on some of the uh, topics I talk about here. I'm going to give you more practical suggestions on capturing your kids' attention, okay? Um, because what we really want to do is in our homeschools, in our classrooms, whatever, we want to light our kids up. We want them to be excited to learn, right? You've probably heard this quote before. Education is not the filling of a bucket, but the lighting of a fire. And sometimes that's a little tricky because how do we fire them up? You know, it, it sometimes seems easier just to fill up that bucket with the knowledge. Um, so that's that's the direction we're going today. Now, some of you have probably heard my story before. You've been with me for a while listening, but maybe some of you haven't. So I want to share a little bit more about my journey into teaching kids and people. Um, and kids are people, so that works. Okay, <laughs> kids and adults, I probably should have said. <laughs> All right, so homeschool mom, seven amazing kids. Four of them are now adults. Three of them are still at home, although sometimes I maybe have to say three to five because uh, <laughs> some of them keep coming back. <laughs> we are starting year 23 of homeschooling this year. And over the past 23 years, I have created tons of career curriculum, taught numerous classes to youth and adults, and I love it. And I also have Building Heroes at Home, which has the academic curriculum that just takes an hour a day for mom, busy mom, for all the kids. And we also have the Hero Journey membership, which is also full of teaching as well. Now, the reason why I start off and want to tell you this story is because I have not always loved teaching. (laughs) So I want to tell you a little story about that. When I was in ninth grade in high school, my older sister talked me into taking the speech and debate class. She's like, oh, you're going to love it. So great. Well... (laughs) My older sister had already graduated from high school and she wasn't really thinking about the fact that I was in ninth grade and also I was a young ninth grader, very young. 
And this class was actually mostly full of juniors and seniors, okay? And I felt very small and very stupid. <laughs> so we'll just say that after I took that class, I swore that I was never going to speak in public again because of all those uncomfortable feelings I had felt. <laughs> well, definitely had different plans, but for my life here. But uh, when I started homeschooling, I was kind of freaking out, not because I had to speak in public, but because I really had no idea how to teach my kids. And that felt as scary as public speaking. And then um, as my kids started getting older, I realized I wanted to be in a co-op because I wanted them to have a great peer group. And I also knew that when I have an outside structure, I'm probably gonna be more likely to follow through on things. But the problem was, is none of those really existed. So I had to start my own co-op. And because I didn't have enough teachers, I would have to start teaching some of the classes myself, which does involve public speaking, <laughs> despite that earlier high school vow. So when I first started teaching these co-op classes, I was pretty much terrified, which is really kind of funny looking back now because these are just kids, you know, <laughs> but I think inside I was kind of terrified of the kids because what if they find out I'm really just this fraud? I don't really know what I'm doing. And, and sometimes that happens with my own kids too, right? So I, I was just afraid that I didn't really know what I was talking about. I was afraid I might mess up and look really dumb in front of the kids because I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew I needed to do it. I knew I just needed to figure it out. So I just started. Like, I remember we would have these classes and I was like, okay, I just go up there and teach for an hour. I got to prepare this lecture. And then all through during the week, it would take me like 10 hours to prepare for this lecture. And then I would go into this class and I would start talking and just telling them all this amazing stuff, except for it was really kind of boring and their eyes would start to glaze and the black back row of kids would start to chat. And some of them looked like they were about to die. And sometimes this happens in my own homeschool as well. But <laughs> I realized something had to change and I didn't really know what, uh, because that was the model that I knew, right? That I should just impart all my wonderful knowledge. Yeah, no, that's really not how it should work. Okay. Cause it, or how we should do it because it doesn't work. <laughs> so um, I'm in this struggle here. I don't really know how to teach. And so what do you usually do when you're in a struggle and you don't know how to change? Well, usually what happens is you start to beat yourself up, right? <laughs> and you think, I am so not cut out for this. I don't want to do this. I'm a mess. Um, but what I have learned is that when I've gone to that space, that's not really productive or helpful, right? So I just have to recognize that and be aware that I can actually change my thinking and I it's not really, I'm not really a failure. I just don't know how to do it yet. So it was just really an opportunity to learn how to improve. Now, I make that sound really simple now, but back then it was really a struggle and stressful. But as we start to get awareness of that struggle and, and we have that desire to change, then you do feel a lot more empowered. Okay, so if you're feeling like you're having a hard time doing anything, like teaching your kids, homeschooling, whatever, it doesn't mean you're not cut out for it. It just means you haven't learned how to yet. And that is a beautiful thing because that's your opportunity to learn. Okay, and that's what we call real world learning, which is awesome because it's so relevant to your life. And we don't want to give up because what's that going to teach our kids? So what I found out is, okay. I got to change something. So what is that I need to do? Well, usually you need knowledge and skills 
to develop to do that, right? So you need a knowledge of how to do it. And then the skills come when you start to practice. So I really did want to know how to capture the the attention of my kids and how to make them, you know, how to be a good teacher, really. Um, so it, it's really just a three-step process. You need to know how, and then you need to figure out the skill of doing it. And you get the skill by practicing, okay? So, um, and when you start practicing, you do get better, okay? So why did I tell you that whole story? Did any of you find it interesting? Did it capture your attention? Well, that's your first tip is stories capture people's attention. People's attention. They like stories. Our brains are wired to learn stories. So as I went forward in learning to church, I did to, to teach. <laughs> I got some tough times seeing words lately these days, I think. Anyway, as I went forward learning how to teach the kids, uh, I found four principles that have helped me capture the attention of the kids and not be such a boring teacher and not feel like I have to um, stand up and do a lecture for an hour or something because nobody likes that. All right. So the number one thing is be prepared. Okay. Now, this is totally a mixed bag and probably not quite what you're thinking um, <clears throat> because as busy homeschool moms, we often really don't have time to prepare, okay? I'll admit it too. I'm kind of a lazy homeschooler that way. I don't want to go read the teacher's guide to the, any of the curriculum because it's boring. <laughs> I just like to pull out stuff and go, okay? Um, and in fact, that is a big reason why I created Building Heroes Academic Curriculum because I could just pull it out and go. I don't want to read all the preparation stuff. Um, so I'm not really talking about spending hours and hours a week learning the topic ahead of time, prepping it, all the curriculum, cutting out all the stuff just so you can teach your kids, right? What I'm talking about here when I say be prepared is preparing you. Because as you go on your hero's journey and you make progress and have successes, you're going to become more prepared just because you have more confidence and you're just generally more prepared. It doesn't mean that you have to go learn like all this algebra ahead of time so that you can teach your kids algebra. No, not at all. It just means that you're learning how to learn. And when you have that pattern, you can help your kids do that too. You don't even have to be a teacher um, so much as a guide. Now you're still going to teach some things, um, but you don't have to make them learn it. Okay. Now, I do see a lot of moms who say they're just too tired to learn anymore. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I totally get this. Because one of the problems is we do think that we have to learn all the things that our kids are learning, like either ahead of time or with them. Um, and we have to be an expert in order to teach it. But that is so wrong. We totally don't. Um, that We could just really shift our mindset about this. You do not have to be the expert. You just have to be willing to keep on learning and um, be willing to learn and grow. Okay, but let me back up here a little bit too. Okay. Do you want lifelong learners for your kids? Uh, yeah, of course you do. Like if I went and pulled 100 homeschool moms, it, would any of them say, no, no, I don't want my kids to be lifelong learners. Of course, of course you do, right? So this is part of the problem, okay? As moms, we're like so busy and we don't think we have any time to learn. And so then we're just like, I want my kids to be lifelong learners, unlike me, right? So we start thinking, I don't, 
I just can't do it. I can't learn anymore, right? But this is the other problem that leads us to is because we think that learning has to look a certain way. Because as a busy mom, you don't have time to pull out the curriculum, do this intense school book study. I mean, some of you maybe do have fit that in there and you've gone back to school, which is awesome. But, you know, a lot of times you just don't, right? Well, learning does not have to look that way. This is another mindset shift, okay? As you're willing to go on your own hero's journey, and if you don't know about the hero's journey, go over to buildingheroesathome.com and, and read the blog posts about that. But as you start listening to your calls to action, start acting on them, you are learning. As you run into the obstacles and the challenges and you get through them, you have learned something. That is learning. And that is really the path of the lifelong learner. So the hero's journey is the pattern for learning and growth. And it's very relevant to your life for sure. And I guarantee you're doing a lot better than you think you are. So you are prepared to guide your kids on their journeys and teach them. And when you claim that confidence, wow, that's going to capture their attention for sure. Because you know what you're talking about. Because you do. Okay. So as you are preparing for this year, and I say be prepared, I don't mean <clears throat> excuse me, that you have to have all the things cut out. I mean, sure, you can do that. But the biggest preparation that's the most important is preparing you to believe that you are a lifelong learner, that you are learning and growing, and that you are doing it. Okay, so as you're preparing for the year two, you can think about what you want your big goals for the year to be. And for me, I want my kids to grow in their potential and to see their own potential and to help them move to action in the things that are going to help move them forward on their hero's journey so that they can make that progress. <clears throat> and then I do also look at what areas I can help my guide my kids in and find resources for them as well. Like I had this great mom moment the other day. Uh, my 11-year-old comes to me and she says, you know, mom, I really think I should do more math this year. Like, great. <laughs> you know, it's always fun when that happens. Doesn't always. <laughs> so spend more time, more of your time preparing you, shifting your mindset and less than cutting out all the papers and reading the curriculum teacher guide. Okay. All right. Number two is love your kids as they are. Relate to them, see their greatness. And sometimes it's so easy to focus on all their weaknesses. Like, oh, we'd look at all their weaknesses and go, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> and then we think we're bad parents because they have a weakness. But you know what? They're still learning and growing just like you. And so that's the whole thing. It's just really important for them to feel good about what they're learning and about themselves than it is to get all the right answers. You know, if they feel good, then their hearts are opened up to learning. If they feel good about themselves, their hearts are open up. Okay. So you, what we're trying to do here is get it, get into their hearts because belief in them will really capture their attention. All right. Number three is activate their minds. And this is the practical part, right? We want to activate their minds and see those sparks of curiosity Workbooks don't usually do that, right? Um, but 
by activating their minds, I don't mean that you have to go out there and be this major entertainer. Okay. Like you, I personally do not want to have to go do a song and dance about everything to keep them entertained, to get them to learn. No, that's, that's not at all what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is creating an environment where they can get interested and excited and often, or pretty much almost always. Yeah. But a big part of that is by making the stuff relevant to them and doing real world things. Okay. And that's what I was talking about earlier with the hero's journey. When you run into an obstacle, you have a real world learning opportunity. It's the same thing for them as well. So we're going to go get into a lot more detail on how to activate their minds and some neuroscience and about that too, in part two of this podcast. Um, and we'll learn, you know, more about how our brains learn, that sort of thing. But right now, I'm just going to leave it at that. When we're teaching our kids, we're going to try and focus on activating their minds. And part of what that is, is noticing when their minds are not activated and move to something else. All right. Number four is practice makes progress. Okay. Um, now, some people are natural teachers. I'm definitely not. But it is a skill that you can learn, okay? So don't listen to the voices in your head that tell you, oh, you're really messed up, your kids don't listen to you, and beat yourself up. And that's where I'm saying This is one of the challenges that you might run into where you can turn that into a learning opportunity to, to learn how to get better at it, which is awesome. And it's the same thing with your kids, too. Their attention is totally going to be captured if you can help them see um, that it's more about practicing than doing everything perfectly, and it's the persistence that's going to make the progress with that. So I hope that you can keep some of these ideas as you get back into this homeschooling routine. You're trying to teach your kids. Um, but just remember, more important than hitting the curriculum hard, you're going to be able to capture your kids' attention when you remember these things are more powerful. So we'll recap. Okay, four things. Number one is preparing yourself. Going on your own hero's journey is more important then preparing for the curriculum. Number two is believing in your kids and encouraging them is going to be more important than finishing the lesson. Number three is notice when their minds are activated and when they're not. And if they're not, then let's shift to something else. <laughs> and number four is practice makes progress. And there's no need for perfection around here. And this is also a big reason why I did create Building Heroes of um, academic curriculum because I wanted moms to have the time to go on their own hero's journey and they can just pull it out and go and they can have all those mind activating techniques right there. It makes it really simple. And the good news is, is right now we are just about to wrap up our grand opening sale uh, of our store. I finally got the store built. Uh, it took me forever, <laughs> but you can head over to building heroes at home.com, click on the store, and everything in the store is 25% off with the coupon code GRAND25 until August 31st. And there may be some surprise sales in there too. So you'll want to go check that out. Until next time, let's keep building heroes in our home. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on building heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.